Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Mike Gelfand, and Andy Rampernard. See, look at that. We've got the full, the full boat here today on a Thursday. Catherine is still at home just <laughs> wringing her hands about, I almost got rid of them, but it didn't work. <laughs> didn't quite, I couldn't quite pull it off. That's all there is to it. All right, I, I'm going to read you a headline because this is the very first headline that popped up. And I like doing that. I like going to news sites just before we go on the air to see what the latest headlines are. You please, the three of you and all our listeners out there, please tell me what this means. Obsessed bounce house tycoon burned rival stock and then his own. <laughs> That's the headline. Is that from the Daily Mail? It's from, the, from Newser. I'm guessing it's a wow. bounce house tycoon. It's a yeah, bounce house. Bu- bu- a guy that, that. Owned, a bunch of, owned an inflatable company, one of the biggest ones in the country. Yeah, so. one of those yeah, bounce houses. And he bur- burnt down his competition, then he burnt down his own. Why so. would you do that? Psychopath. Okay, here's the story. <laughs> a bounce house business owner in Australia is going to be spending years in the big house over an arson campaign against his rivals. James Malcolm, or Balcom, I guess it is, 58, pleaded guilty to 11 charges of conspiracy to commit arson, was sentenced to 11 years in prison. Why would you want to burn down a bounce house for crazy? I didn't sake? even know those things were flammable. I didn't either. They're big plastics. Yeah, they they're just made melt out of thin something. plastic. I'm sure they'd go up. And they don't need to burn because of the fact that, you know, so many people get killed in them anyway. Do a lot of people get hurt in those? Well, they do? there have been a number of cases where. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's been cases where the bounce house blows away with people in it. Oh, that is true. That can seen happen. That. Yeah. yeah. Now you have to, by law, they have to be strapped. I would hope so. It was fun in the Wizard of Oz, but. <laughs> yeah, blow the house blowing up into yeah, the sky like that. Actually, not, I think this is not uncommon, Tom. I think there was actually a case here in Minnesota. I think there was. With I think you're two right. Two inflatable companies mm-hmm. battling each other. Yes. But the thing I is, when, when business is bad, you're supposed to burn up your own house. <laughs> yeah, I would think. But you the know, insurance money. <laughs> well, exactly. Remember, I, I knew that Putt-Putt was in trouble. Remember mm-hmm. the Putt-Putt that was near Lake Calhoun? Lily-Putt. You know, well, this was Putt-Putt. Oh, this is Putt-Putt. Lily-Putt okay, yeah, was, I do remember was Putt-Putt. better. Lily-Putt was fantastic. Yeah, that, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but this was Putt-Putt by Lake Calhoun. And you knew they were in trouble because one day... The uh, the clubhouse was burned down. Oh, remember the what? clubhouse? How? What do you mean? It was like about you know twelve <laughs> by fourteen. Yes. A little hash. and so you figured if if it came down to them having to burn down the, that, things were in trouble. I would think so. That Jewish Italian lightning strikes. <laughs> hey, by the way, how did I, Andy? Why did I draw the low card? What? You're in your own studio. I'm in here with a Jew and an Italian. <laughs> how the hell did that happen? Well, all I know is that uh, <clears throat> we leapfrogged the Italians. You leapfrogged? <laughs> you leapfrogged And then them they out. leapfrogged us. Oh, so it's back and forth? I don't know what it is anymore. Are there any Jews in Italy? I'm sure there Yeah, is. there are. But sure I mean, are there... A, are, I personally don't know any, but I'm sure there is. Are they Italian Jews? I'm they, sure. They, they, well, they may be Sephardic. Oh, Sephardic. That's true. Very good point. Okay, so that answers my I'll question. I'll ask. I'll be there next week. I'll ask. You going to, where are you going in Italy? Um, I'm flying into Milan and then taking the train to my town, Pesaro. But then I'm riding a motorcycle from Pesaro all the way to the tip of Sicily. Are you really? Yeah, yeah I've done that. You lion sack. Lion sack. I haven't done any of that. Are you going to go to Villa d'Este just to have a little lunch? Uh, we will. We're, I'm going to go I to where, my, where my family was born in Palermo, spending three days there. Mike, you've heard my story about playing golf at Villa d'Este, haven't you? I don't think so. I love this story. And I love Italians because of this story. Because, again, I grew up in a very, 
Italian, French, and German community that all, they're all Catholic. It was all Catholics, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where most of the Catholics sure. come from. And there was, of course, black area and the Jewish area, right? So we go to Villa d'Este. You remember Nick Cook, don't you? Oh, you, of course, My friend yeah. Nick Cook. Yeah. Been uh, gone a few years already, unfortunately. So we go over to the Villa d'Este golf course, which is no longer owned by the hotel. It's owned by a private business. Sold it out. Uh-oh. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful golf course. Very hilly. Very, And the manager comes out to welcome us because he finds out there are two Americans coming to play. He comes out to welcome us to the club. Yeah. We go inside, and he's giving us a little tour. And I look up on the wall, and it says on the wall, course record, like Dominic Intenza or whatever, okay? 55. Now, this is a really hard golf course. It's not just some short little piece of crap. Mm -hmm. This is a par 72, really, really hard golf course. And I said, that guy shot a 55? <laughs> and the general manager goes, Tom. Let me tell you something. If anybody ever shoot a 54, that will be a 53. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is there. <laughs> I just love that yeah. so much. You shoot better, then I'm one better than you, no mm. matter what it is. I'm excited about this trip because this will be my first long trip in Italy that I'm going with just Italians. I love Italy. So, no love Americans. Italy. I'll be the only American. I'm going with my Italian friends are taking me oh, God. to Sicily. Because they keep saying, you, ever, you go to Sicily. I know, I haven't been. Oh, we must take you, we must take you. So now they're taking me it's to a Sicily. different world. Yeah, I know. But I'm excited for it. Quite a different world. There's, there's about 12 of us going on bikes. So it's going to be pretty exciting. I cannot remember. What's the, what's, it's a beautiful community right across Lake Cuomo from Villa d'Este. It starts with a B. Nancy knows them all, but I'm bad God, at names. I, I, you'd know that George, what the hell is that actor? Oh, yeah. George Clooney? Yeah, Clooney. He owns a that. house over yeah. there. What the hell is it called? I keep uh, thinking it's like... But, uh, it starts Barney. with a B, but yeah. I can't remember the name of the damn place. It's spectacularly beautiful. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of places up there. <laughs> it's that like, are. whoa. I, but, stay on, I stay on the Adriatic Sea Coast in Pedro. Yeah, you were telling just me Just because that, yeah. there's no tourism there. Mm -hmm. And hotels are still like 35 bucks a night, man. And really? Yeah, really. Oh, I got to go <laughs> wow. there. And, and the beach on that side is spectacular because right across the way is Croatia, so there's no waves. You can't even get a doorstep. Oh, up in the peninsula. <laughs> you can't even so, get a doorstep around here for 35 a night. Yeah, no, the really. hotels are like between 35 and 55 a night. And right on the beach, right on the beach. Let's see, George Clooney owns a place in Lagilo. Nope. That's not the name of the town, though. Well, I think it is. Well, it might be the town, but not the state or the city. Bellagio. Bellagio. That's what I was thinking of. I was Bellagio. Thinking about. And what did you say? The, the, the population is 2,900, by the way. Yeah. In Bellagio. They don't let anybody live there. What was the town you mentioned, Andy? Logilo, Italy. Logilo. Yeah, it's not even listed on here. Or Loglio. Loglio. Oh, they made a typo, of course, because no one can report anything anymore. It's called Loglio. 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 I don't see it on here. It's not on here at all. What you know, are you going to do? I was talking to my friends about, because I just paid my taxes, and I was talking to my Italian friend about paying taxes. He's like, oh, yeah, we don't do it that way here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like how, how do you guys do it? They go, uh -huh. no one pays their taxes until they come They come knock at your door. They come for you. And they you, say, yeah. hey, you haven't paid your taxes. And they say, you know, you owe, you owe 40000 You say, oh, no, no, I'll give you ten. <laughs> they go, no, you 
you have to give at least 15 and you negotiate. Is it? On your own taxes. Yes. That's how it should be. You yeah, negotiate. Don't do that in America, that's for and sure. And then you come no. to, a, you come to a, an agreement. So if they start at 20, you'll usually end up about 12, he said. You know, the Italians that I've known who went knocking on doors for money, they didn't negotiate. No, there was not a lot of negotiating <laughs> going but on. But that's why they too. have poor infrastructure, too, though. Mm-hmm. Because... People I suppose, because they don't pay their taxes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no money to build roads, unfortunately. Right. But other than that, everything's good. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy for you, though, because you'll have a ball going over there. Well, with all Italians, yeah. Yes. Because they, they all live there. Right, exactly. So, yeah, that's the exciting part. You know, the one thing I never thought I would like, and I've only seen it in Italy, and now I can't even remember the name of the... What's that? The, it used to come in a little... Like a little bottle. It's it's like rolls of beef. It's very very thin beef, but it's like what is that stuff called? Oh, just dried beef. Yeah, like a, it's a, like a dried beef, I guess. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you're talking uh, prosciutto? No, it's not oh. prosciutto. It is dried beef. I think you're right. Yeah, dried it's beef, called dried beef. I love dried beef. They gave us a pizza at Lake Como of dried beef pizza. I thought I'd hate it. It was phenomenal. You know who has the better better one though is Argentina. That, really? Oh, they're the kings of dried beef, prosciutto. Really? Yeah, they're they're the masters. He's in Argentina. They're the masters. I'm gonna have to go. They're better than Italy. God, it's hard to, for you. That's hard to say. It is. It is. But when I went, Argentina was a big surprise to me. They had those gauchos, the Argentinian cowboys, and they make all that stuff, and it's phenomenal. What borders on Argentina again? Chile. Uh, I was on the Chile side, mm-hmm. Chile border. That's San Rafael. But I think on the other on. Argentina is a very large country. Yeah, it goes all the way down. I think the other side's Colombia. Which what I, is Colombia? Yeah, okay. So I, that side, I think, is a little sketchy. Oh, I guarantee you, that side's a little. But, but sketchy. But Colombia is better than it's ever been. Oh, that's good. It is better than it's ever. So you don't been. get killed in our lifetime. For going there? In our lifetime. Oh, they you, used to kill people. Yeah, for no, going you there. can go there. You can oh, go to Colombia. Um, but the Argentina's, I mean, San Rafael is spectacular, and you talk about bang for your buck. It's like fifteen dollars to the dollar. How much time do you spend down there now? I was just there this year for three weeks, but I'm thinking about buying a place there because it's so cheap. That's amazing. It is really cheap there. And their dollar just dropped more yesterday. What if they round you up, though? Nah. (laughs) They don't don't even have a military. Don't they really? Nope. They're a non-military country. Same with with Chile. Chile has no military either. So their police department's kind of their military. Yeah, but their police department's like two guys with a shotgun. (laughs) Well, how is there not a lot of crime there, then? There's just not. In San Rafael, there's just not. I don't know why. That's great news. They just keep it. You know why? Because everyone has a purpose. Really? Some people actually has a, they have a purpose so they can everyone. behave. That's great this, to hear. This is crazy, but it, this is true. So I was the first night I was there, I go to the guy picks me up, a friend of mine, Anwar, and he brings me to a car, car motorcycle dealership to take anything you want. So, of course, I take a bike. Mm-hmm. So I'm jumping on a bike, and I just go exploring by myself because he's at work. You know, he's running a right, dealership. So right. I go cruising around. starts getting dark. As it starts getting dark, I see these people coming out of, like, the woods and stuff, putting fires in all the potholes. Really? Yeah, they're building fires in all the potholes so motorcyclists can see the potholes. Oh, so when that's I got back, nice of them. When I got back to, my, to his place, I said, hey, what's with the people putting the fires in the potholes? He goes, oh, yeah, everyone here has a purpose. Because the government pays them to do that. So really? people on motorcycles don't hit the potholes. So why don't we do things like that? So everyone has a purpose in that. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't put a fire in a pothole here because it would just fall about 15 <laughs> feet. That's about right. And, and everything in Argentina is made in Argentina. 
They don't import anything. Good zero. Move. Zero. So they don't owe anybody anything. Nope. And That's they, wonderful. They, all their hear. own oil, all their own products. Yeah. They're self-contained. What do you mean? What's oil? I never heard of that. What is it? <laughs> Oh, they got lots of oil laws there. They do, I know. Everywhere. The uh, crime index in San, San Rafael is 38.97 out of 100. Minneapolis is 55.65. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, How about New Orleans? Oh, oh it's God, high. I cannot even imagine. Right Let's now see. it's high. I brought this up earlier, but I'm going to bring it up again because I just love it. I got to call. You remember Scott Jameson? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I remember who he was. Yeah, I, yeah, I never knew. met him. Yeah, he Supposedly he had banned me from the uh, no, he radio didn't. station. That's I don't not, believe he did, but he that did was not. the rumor. <laughs> but uh, he... <laughs> Why would they tell you that? I, you know, he may have made an offhand comment. He did not. I talked to him many times about you. He never said anything negative. No, about I, you. like I say, I never met him. I so. did, but he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. Like the, the first, the first year, and every year after uh, that. Every, like year after that yeah, every, after. every day after that. <laughs> <laughs> going after Galfano. New Orleans is eighty-one. Jesus, eighty-one. Yeah, that's pretty mm. high. I, there wouldn't be a lot of Americans. Well, probably. Probably St. Louis would be higher. Oh, St. Louis got a lot I, of problems. I'll tell you, like, I saw nothing highest? in San Rafael. Zero. And no, I was in New York all last week. And I have to say, I have to give credit where credit's due. Because, you know, I do watch some conservative news channels, and they're always bashing on how bad New York City was. Mm-hmm. I did not feel unsafe in New York Good. City. Good. Glad to hear it. I feel more unsafe in Minneapolis than I do in New York City. Well, and I okay. went, I walked. Me and Nancy that. went to every neighborhood. We walked to the Comedy Cellar. We went to the Comedy Cellar a couple oh, yeah. nights in yep. a row. And another thing, top-notch comedy. I mean, amateurs just blown away pros. Like, they were really good comics. Glad to hear New it. York City was fantastic. I love New York I only City. saw one person smoking crack in public in a doorway the whole time. So that's good. I didn't see anyone. And that was the mayor. That was the mayor. (laughs) I didn't see anyone urinating or or defecating in public. I didn't see any of that. Um, But it is ridiculously expensive. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Even just stopping to get street food off a cart. (laughs) It was was like 20 bucks. I bought a euro. It was $18 -hmm. off a street cart. A euro. Yeah. $18. $18, $18. $18, man. That's even worse than the price would be at Target Field. Any, yeah, think any, about it. Anywhere you walk into, if you walk into a building, you're dropping 100 bucks instantaneously. Mike, you just made me think of something. Catherine and I went to one game down at uh, in Miami. The mm-hmm. Twins were playing in Miami to open the season, I think. Yeah, it was the yeah. open season. I think yeah. it was the open yeah, season. It was. Uh, she and I, she wanted to, you know, have a sandwich or something, have a little lunch. So I go up and buy a couple of sandwiches. Mm-hmm. They were like $35 a piece. Oh, it's ridiculous. I hope they were good bucks. at least. <laughs> they were not. No, they were not good. Well, then that's, that's not right. Oh, so, that, so I get home, I get home, and uh, night before last, it's like 2.30 in the morning, and so my phone made a noise I'd never heard before. Really? And I'm like, what the hell's that? I look at my phone, and it says, uh, uh, American Express uh, fraud alert. Uh-oh. So I, I open up, it's an email, I open it up, it's American Express, someone's using my card in Michigan. <laughs> I look in my pocket. I have my card. So I call the number. They hit them. I'm like, I have my card in my pocket. They said, yeah, well, you, looks like you had some use in New York City. I was like, yeah. They said, oh someone stole God. your number. Oh, <laughs> God. And they duplicated your card. Why can't they prevent that from the credit card companies somehow? I know. It happens so often. It does. I, I get I get alerts from my shrink every now and then, but that's a Freud <laughs> alert. Yeah, that's t- 
Freud alert. Freud alert. Yeah, the boy, those you, you get scared by the fraud uh, alert. But I you have know to, what? I have to say they did uh they did go through all the charges with me and uh I could have said that they would just took them off like they were nothing. But I was honest. They said, is this your charge? Comedy seller. I'm like, yeah, that's mine. And that's mine. All the ones in New York are mine. I said, all the ones outside New York are not mine. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it's weird how quick it can happen. I can't. It's amazing. And they were me. buying, you know what they were buying? Hotel rooms and air flights. Oh. Expensive stuff Online. so that they can like charge them back or something. Online. That's why I have a ridiculously small limit on my credit card. Good, good plan. Yeah. Fifteen oh, they, they dollars. Took it right off. Well, it was fifteen, but with inflation now, it's up to twenty-two fifty. <laughs> twenty-two fifty with inflation, it works. Got to be able to buy your monthly, uh, you know, bottle of pop. Yeah. For twenty-two fifty. Yeah. But yeah, if you have the money, New York City, I have to say, it was it was pretty nice. So I was talking to Scott Jamison, former program director at KQRS, when I was there, and he was fired what, like a year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in there. But I'm talking to Scott, and I said, Scott, let me ask you, because Scott now runs a bunch of radio stations for a company, Beasley, out of Detroit, mm-hmm. right? Heard the name. I said, let me ask you a question here, Scott. Did you ever think two years ago, when you moved to Detroit, you'd be in the safest city in America? <laughs> I don't have any violence no, there. It's like no, the only place in America. Because there's no one there. Because there's even, nobody there. That's even right. the criminals have left. <laughs> they well, have. You know it's true. I, don't, I don't know firsthand, but I have friends that go. They say downtown Detroit's spectacular. They love it. He loves downtown no, He Detroit. told me it's spectacular. That's what he said. Spectacular. Well, when, when I was covering the Twins, um, the, first, the first year especially, um, we stayed in this rundown hotel across the street from um you know, what's the convention the convention center there i'm trying to remember the name of yeah, it I don't it's remember. very famous because they've had political conventions yeah, there yep and uh, but i remember like so I, I checked into my room looked out the window and the first thing i saw was that right across the street there was a sign there that said welcome tool and die convention and I thought, well, I won't be sleeping tonight. Because <laughs> you were the die part? <laughs> well, because, well, because these guys, you know, there was a lot of alcohol oh, going on. You, so right next to my room, now you got to remember, it was the twins organized all this. Yeah. So naturally they put me in the worst possible place they could. <laughs> of course. And the worst possible, like, like, okay, give this guy, like, like, I was used to be right next to the elevators and the pop machine. Oh, I hate that so much. I can't even So, so I actually carried, I carried a, a paper and, and scotch tape with me. And the first thing I would do when, after I checked in was I would put an out of order sign on the pop machine. Sure. And the ice machine. So you could get it all. Uh, so I wouldn't have to listen to, to drunk people. Well, that's true. Com- coming up and down the aisle. But so in this time, right, right next to me was like sort of a mini ballroom. And it was like the hospitality center for the tool and die convention. <laughs> so I walk in uh. there and there's this woman and, and you know, she's, she's large, a very large woman. And she's, you know, she's kind of like setting up tables and things. And people are starting to wander in. And I see, like, huge chests of, of alcohol there. And I said to her, um, now, um, uh, I said, i I got to be gone to the, to the game tonight. But, I mean, will you still be, will you still be having, will you still be open here, like, at, let's say, at midnight? And she said, honey, we're going to be partying all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. Pretty happy about that, were you? That's, yeah. like, that's like staying at a hotel on, on Fremont Street. Oh There's, God, Fremont Street! Don't oh, ever get a hotel. No, in Fremont. no well, yeah, we never do get a hotel. We've been in there. 
you won't sleep all night. No, I understand. Yeah, the hotel walls tend to be very thin there. They do. Well, all the no noise question. on Fremont. There's bands playing every oh, block yeah, on right. Fremont all That's night. True. Yeah. So the second year, they had put up the, the Renaissance Center there, or whatever it was called. And the beauty of this was people could fly into Detroit, get the limo to this to this Renaissance Center. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if it was called that. And they had like, been. you know, restaurants and everything in there. So people the beauty of it was, and this was the Chamber of Commerce talking now, you could actually go to Detroit and never have to be in Detroit. Yeah, that's true. And so, you know, yep. that, that that attracted visitors. Well good, if I never have to step outside, never have to walk down the street. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, there was a Dayton's there in Detroit. There was, yeah. I and, remember that. And so I thought, well, I got to check this out because it looked just like the Dayton's in Minneapolis. And it was like, um, well, it was like about 12 floors, except that the elevators only went up to the fourth floor because <laughs> the other eight floors had all been shut down. Right. And I'm well, thinking this, that, this probably is not going to last long. That, had, that same thing happened to the one in Minneapolis. It started getting lower and lower. Yeah. Oh, did it, it really? only went to floor two at one point. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Jesus, eighth floor is where you went and saw Santa. I know, but yeah. every things year. Things go bad, things go bad. Boy, they yeah. had great exhibits there, too. Those Christmas exhibits were fantastic. I remember when I, I was a little I, kid. I have some of those. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I have the, I have the, 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 the uh, three kings. I, I don't have all three because they've been split up now, but I have the king mm-hmm. from the three kings from the yeah. mm-hmm. have you seen? Mm-hmm. Sure. They're full size. You know, they're big. I have the one that he kind of looks like Jesus, but he's wearing the... He's wearing, uh, like a king's crown, and oh, he's got yeah. a beard. But yeah. I have him, and, and it's—I oh, think it's dated 19, 
29 or 30. Mm-hmm. And on the bottom, it says Dayton's Department Store. And he's sitting up. Love it. He's sitting at the top of your old staircase right. in the corner. Right in the corner. Oh, there, really? Right next to your bedroom door. Yep. That's where he sits. He stays right he's there. He's right there? Yeah. I love see, that. See, I always, here's what I always So someone want. comes in the front door, they see someone. Oh, I suppose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's what I always wanted to do. Because, you know, on, on one side of me, I have the, the diaspora. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of me, it's, uh, it's uh, largely Catholic. That's it? Yeah. So, yeah, well, very well defined. <laughs> yeah. So what I wanted yeah. to do was I wanted to get a giant crash, right? A huge nativity scene. Mm-hmm. And, and just blast it. And, of course, I, that would be pointed toward the Jewish diaspora. <laughs> and then I wanted to get, a, like, a 14-foot-high neon menorah and of face course. that one toward the Catholics. So that way I could, I could, because sometimes it takes me more than a few weeks to offend everyone around me. And this would do it instantly. Well, it could be like the Gaza Strip. Well, kind of. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> kind of like that. I've got to ask you a question. In the last uh, five, six decades, something like that, when, me growing up where I grew up, and maybe it was a neighborhood thing, but the Catholics and the Jews got along very well. Sure. Oh, same in Philadelphia. What happened? They still do. Do they? Uh, well, I would say that. I would I know, do. Yeah, but see, like orthodoxy has, has really blossomed. And, oh, that, and that's in politics, yeah. and yeah, that's, that's in true. religion. I mean, it, they yep. go together. Yeah. So why not? You know, you got people that's just they're just very extreme, and that's that's the way it is. You know. Yeah, you'd be surprised when when Macy's is the one who got rid of all date and stuff. They yeah, auctioned they did. It off, and yeah, I I went to that auction, <clears throat> and they had some really cool stuff. They had all the robotic stuff from the 30s from the eighth floor yeah yeah damn it and macy sold it all and believe it or not it didn't bring a lot of money no i could see that's probably true Pe- people didn't show up well, i bought yeah. a bunch of stuff there i knew that yeah. i knew the guy who auctioned off a lot of the streetcar rails yeah i do too yeah it's, but of course Carl somebody, is he out of prison now <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely true no that way. was a kind of a mob thing you know, uh, they, and then they sold off a lot of the streetcars to New Orleans. They sure. did. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, of course, uh, it was, you know, they auctioned everything off. But I don't think the highest bidder actually won. No. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite streetcar stories because, you know, I'm going to school at St. Anne's at the time. won't say who my buddy was, but his father had been bedridden for 10 years or something. I mean, he could not get out of bed. Yeah. He died a very short time after that. But I came over to pick my friend up, and his dad wanted to say hello to me, right? This would have been 1967, 66 maybe, right? So he, Tommy, Tommy, come in and say hello. So I go and I say hello and talk to him a little bit and all the rest of it. And as I'm leaving, he says to me, and I quote, now this is 1967, Tommy, be careful. Don't get hit by a streetcar. <laughs> well, I got some bad news for you, sir. There aren't any streetcars anymore. Yeah. I don't think I ever lived in any cities with streetcars. Oh, we had a great streetcar system here. Went all the way out mm-hmm. to Big Island at uh, Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, I, the streetcar ran right down the yep. street I lived on, Creighton Avenue. Creighton right? Avenue, yeah. yeah. A lot of places in Europe still have Poland still has them. I love them. Czech Republic still has streetcars. Although we got streetcars now, but nobody will ride on them because all the thugs that hang out on them. Mm. I wouldn't get on them. Do we have any cobblestone streets left, you know, where you yeah. can see the rails underneath? Yeah, I would imagine. We do. We do. 
in really? Minneapolis. There's a couple in Minneapolis. Uh, right, right behind uh, where Bobby and Steve's is over there in Cedar Riverside. Oh, yeah? Okay. On some of those back streets. Really? Lots of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. There's one, I you, think. You, um, if you ride a motorcycle, you, you, oh, yeah, you stay know. away from them all. You'd know. <laughs> Going south from the North Loop, I think. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's still yeah, one. Yeah, there's still one. There's still some up in that area. I used to walk yeah. down that street to get to the uh, Blue Line to go to the airport. Yeah, if you huh? ride a motorcycle, you know where they are. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine so. Yeah, there's, there's actually quite a few. Huh. There's, there's just not main roads. Yeah, because I used roads. to see them all the time. You know who has a lot of them, like ridiculous amount of them, is Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Philadelphia yeah. is still all cobble street streets. I love Philadelphia. Yeah, but not anymore. Really? Uh, I haven't, say, I haven't say, been there man, like 10, born, 15 born, years. I'm born and raised Philly, but it's, it's, oh, that's too it's bad. a shithole. <laughs> Ah, uh, I loved Philly. Yeah, well, you got to get a cheese. You know, it was really you? bad. And then when the Pope came, I think what I think the Pope came in like maybe ninety something, mm-hmm. and they really cleaned it up, and it held, it stayed, and it stayed good till like maybe like four or five years ago. It started oh, to decline. Damn it. Pope John Paul II went there in 1979. That was the, no, it was it had to be after that. I was too young. For Remember that. when the Pope went to had Denver? Another, had to be another one, another Pope. That was a while ago. Remember that though? Mm. I, I mean, I because it didn't stay that. He, it wasn't good in the eighties. The Pope went to Denver, and they didn't quite understand how many people were going to come. Yeah, right. And exactly. and so there was there was some some big event. I, I don't remember what, but they didn't have enough porta poppies mm. bodies. And of course, you know, there were like a million people there. Oh my! That's not a good God. problem to have. And so, Ish. so the emergency rooms wound up being full of people who uh, were suffering from urinary infections. <laughs> Wonderful! <laughs> yeah, it's a dream come true. Pope, right Pope there. arrives, urinary infections on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you go to Philly, limit yourself to to Center City. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. God, that makes me sad because I love that whole area over there, oh, Rittenauer Square and all that. Philly's awesome. It's an awesome city. Phenomenal city. A lot to do there, man. It's it's where this country got to start. Start it. I mean, it, it's supposed history. to be the state, the United States capital. All the history is there. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to do in Philly. That was before the Italians cracked the Liberty Bell. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right by <laughs> dropping it, I believe. I think so. You know, the, I think the last, this, and, and there's reasons for it, the last really great American city is... Boston, and but the Love reason Boston. the reason why though because it was cut off by a freeway. It's an island. Yeah, it was an island, so yeah. no one could really get to it. So, so it kept its heritage, but that's gone now too because they built an over. They built that big green overpass. That you oh can yeah. Walk into yeah. it now. So yeah. we'll see how long Boston lasts. But Boston yeah. was that was my favorite city when I was covering the Twins. Love that. Well, that's town. the last <clears throat> Little Italy. It's the last one standing. In North End, baby. The last one yep. standing. There's no other one in America left. Every other one's a half a block. Yeah. yeah. You go, this is it? Yeah. <laughs> Philly's ridiculous. It's literally like five storefronts. You're like, Aww. this is it? Even the A Street Market now is hardly anything. Really? Yeah. It's really went down the tubes. <laughs> now, Boston's still terrific. Catherine and I went on vacation for a week awesome last year. City. Awesome city. Love that Awesome place. city. And awesome. the people are great, too. It's such a shame that... Minneapolis could be such an amazing city, man. Yep. It's so small and walkable, you know, that, but it has so much. Mm-hmm. But yet it's... There's a lot of great people in Boston. You but, can't walk it. But, um, 
you know, the racial thing they didn't weren't quite figuring out when when a lot of other people were. You, know? you mean Boston was racist? Is it that kind what of you're just saying? a little bit. You know. What are you talking about? And I think don't they have a black player now who plays for the Phillies? No, yeah, but they don't have any Scandinavians, <laughs> so that's the good part. Yeah, there, there are a few in baseball. But Is there any um, Italian ball players? Oh, there have always been a lot of great Italian players. Mostly they played for the Yankees, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, DiMaggio well, yeah, and all yeah, those yeah. guys. But, um, but you know, now it's, it's the Dominican Republic is number one. Oh, absolutely. By far. You know, because they got those kids playing stickball in the yep. streets when they're three. They yeah. do. Yeah. It's all a matter of culture. That's that's what it's all about. Well, baseball is very culture-oriented anyway. That's why sure. baseball is kind of suffering in America right now. Right. Because we're a football society. Oh, yeah, well, that's you know, it's, it, it's, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> it's one of the reasons, but you know, baseball is the. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but when you got pitchers who are throwing the ball 102 miles an hour, Mike, unbelievable. It's something has to be done. Oh, you see that guy the other day get hit in the face? Yes. Well, uh, and we we were talking about this. People right are getting face, hit in right. the face in baseball like on a weekly basis. They are, yep. And mm-hmm. that's why they got to move the mound back. That's all they can they do. They really have to. Well, do you think, right. think anything? It, it seems like it started when they started this time thing where you have to get on. Right. You know, you have to get on, hit, get on plate you, quick. There's a, there's and, a shot clock, basically. Right. Yeah. It seems like the hitting started right around then. Well, it's it's been creeping up for years. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm I'm I don't I'm not a sports guy at all. Yeah. I don't watch. But sports, it does seem like this year. I mean, it could be a coincidence, or maybe that maybe that is a factor because it does seem this year is the worst. It I've does. Seen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really I just bad. catch the clips. You know. <clears throat> yeah. The sports clips. So I have been seeing a lot more people hit since they did that time thing. No yeah, question could be. about it. Yeah. Mike, I have to ask you a question since we're on baseball anyway. Hmm. Why are so many people booting balls this year? I mean, drop and fly balls. I mean, trying to field a grounder. Yeah. They drop the ball. Why are so many people dropping balls this year? Well, one of the things is the emphasis in baseball for years now has been uh, on hitting home runs. Oh, yeah. And they talk yep. about the, you know, the three true outcomes, which is hitting a home run, striking out, or walking. Mm-hmm. So baseball has really screwed itself because if the ball's not going to be put in play, and it's not being put in play as nearly as much as it used to be. No, that's It's going to be incredibly boring. You know, you might see five home runs, big deal, right? And it lasts about, what, one minute? Yeah, and so, so they need more base runners. And, again, to get that, they're going to need to move the mound back. They are, Generally yeah. speaking now, I think there's about 16 strikeouts per game. I got to be honest with you, Mike. I would not want to be a pitcher now, 66 and, what is it, 66 and a half feet away from mm-hmm. home plate. Yeah. You're throwing 102 miles an hour. Somebody makes contact right back at you. Good yeah. luck getting uh, out of the way. That's what happened yesterday. Yeah. I know. Got hit right in the face. Right in the I face. I wouldn't want to be a hitter either. Who so. was, no, I agree. Who yeah. was the pitcher that he wrote a book about that he did acid every game? Oh, yeah, you're right. The whole season. You're talking about Bill Lee? Yeah, I think it was. The, yeah, Bill Lee, yeah. He did acid every game for a whole season, <laughs> right before the game. <laughs> that, that had and, to be. and he had, like, an, a tremendous record. Like, had to he be Bill, Bill right. Lee. Bill Lee's uh, career was mostly ended by Thurman Munson because there was a brawl. Thurman Munson came over and yanked his arm off his socket. Ow! Like, he just targeted him. Oh. Apparently he didn't like Bill Lee because Bill Lee was a psychedelic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I always did when I got to Boston, when I got into the in, into the stadium, was to find Bill Lee and talk with him. <laughs> get oh, some really? acid? Well, <laughs> not quite. But 
You know, and Don Zimmer was his was his man. Oh, Don! <laughs> now there was a bit of a communications gap, uh, gap there between Bill Lee and and. Uh, Has either one, anybody here ever done LSD? I did once, but it did nothing. Okay, well I've no I've done LSD, real LSD, blotter that, you know, you're really tripping, and I can't even comprehend being a pro. Uh, no. <laughs> A pro pitcher walking out into a full stadium and throwing a baseball in a whole game, and he and he had a really good record too. Oh yeah, he like struck out almost every time on acid. I have a question for you. I can't imagine that. No, I no. Bill, I, Bill Lee's, you know, I talked about Don. Just one last thing. He he would always refer to to Don Zimmer as Cement Head. And uh, it's a pretty good name, actually. Yeah, and of course, the thing about Don Zimmer, he his head did look like a cinder block. It did, and, but inside it was That's a metal true. plate. That's right. He did have a metal plate in his yes. head. That's true. <laughs> so he was from an get, easy target from getting hit by a baseball. I don't know what. Why did he have a plate uh, in his noggin? I think it was getting hit by a baseball. Who? Might have been. That guy. But hit, I can't remember. Don guy, Zimmer. That guy day before yesterday got hit right in the forehead, man. God, ow. Hundred some miles an hour. You know what? He didn't even really go down. He sat up and. Yeah, but he went down afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. His initially he like sat up. You know, it's just a, it's like when you slip in your driveway. You know, and you get up right away. No, I'm fine because you're afraid someone's watching. Yeah, but you're not fine. In this case, there's like 40 people, 40,000 people watching. Right. You know, plus another half million at home. Do you think it's going to be going to have to come to somebody getting seriously, maybe even seriously hurt, maybe even killed mm. by a liner back at the picture, a pitcher? It, it, it might. And, it and, would and kill that, them now. But that's inevitable. It is. You're absolutely right. And it, it, it is going to happen, and it is going to be fatal. If it hits him in the right place. Probably. I can't believe that guy the other day didn't die. I know. When I watched it. I was like, how's <laughs> that guy alive? Yep. Yeah, 100 mile an hour fastball hits you in the face. Okay, oh, so he Jesus. threw he threw 100, 100 that, that pitch was 102, and the, it was a direct hit back to him. Mm-hmm. So how fast was that ball going? Well, it could have been going 125 miles per hour. I don't know how he didn't die. He hit him square in the forehead, man. I know. I mean, right in the forehead. <laughs> I would not want to be a pitcher now, I'll no, tell you I that. No, I mean, uh, the pitcher, the pitcher would, would, when the pitchers get hit in the head, that's, you know, that would be 125 miles an hour. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Batters, just 100, so no big deal. 102, <laughs> you know, not a big yeah. deal at all. Well, Farmer, the, the Twins yeah. player, he, he got hit in the face, right? Mm-hmm. And they, like, had to, like, like so, sort of, like, move all his teeth back into place. Yeah. I tell them I want to wear a full-face motorcycle helmet all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they might have to do that. They might, they might have, have to. They might have to put a cage over their faces. They should, I think. I agree. I mean, the catcher has one over his face. Yep. Right, and the catchers, of course. We never heard about catchers uh, or umpires ha- having concussions until the last, like, decade or so. Mm-hmm. And now it's just the common thing. It's not that they didn't have concussions before. It's just that Maybe they, they want more, more of this to get more ratings. People dying. People getting hurt, man. You, know, yeah. you have to remember, you know, football was big. Then UFC came. It always gets more violent, more violent, more violent. And the viewers go there. I mean, UFC is huge. It's yeah. so big. Bigger well, than anyone I, even knows. I think that's more for hockey, though, because in hockey, you know, you could, you could, if you went to a hockey game, you could depend on a big fight. A oh, uh, there was just a big news article about that, Mike. Yeah. That... The only people who don't want the fighting to stop are the players. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but now they get fined and all that, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Everywhere else in the world, they get kicked out of the game. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? 
Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Well, remember back in the 70s, Broad Street Bullies, with Schultz and all? I do, yes. They used to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing about, the thing about sports and violence is that every sport has, has a certain level. You know, I mean, not like not tennis, obviously. Although tennis oh, got a little bit violent McEnroe back in the bit. days. Yeah, Ma- <laughs> McEnroe. He would throw his... And there are some guys now playing tennis, you know, who are known to, like, smash their racket and the shards hitting umpires, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, uh, any sport will have as much violence as they tolerate. No, you're absolutely right about that. If you don't tolerate it, it goes away. Mm-hmm. Which I can't remember the guy's name. There was one guy on the, on the Flyers when they won the two in a row that he would just beat up everyone, man. He, that oh, was yeah. His, that, was his, that was his role, like go out there and triple that guy. Well, and then <laughs> every team had an enforcer. Yeah, the, the Flyers had one that was bad, like almost uh, yeah. almost criminal. And I think they had like a, literally they, almost they, they criminal. Had, they had a few enforcers, too. but he had one that was, that was literally almost. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Should have been about. arrested. Like yeah. he would go out there and literally God. just beat people in the kneecap with a stick. Oh yeah, and I'm sure he. <laughs> oh. filled, I'm sure he filled the arena. God, I too. can't believe his name. I knew every Flyers player in those seasons. I knew everyone. I watched every game. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Yeah, the players do not want to stop fighting. Did you see that? There's been a new report in the last couple of days mm-hmm. that they want to, they want to, because now you get a five-minute penalty. Mm-hmm. Any other sport, you get thrown out of the game. Sure. Right. And maybe for several games. Yeah. Uh, the players are the ones who don't want fighting. It's hockey, away. man. It's, it's what it is. For some I mean, reason, I feel like the guy's name was Schultz, but maybe that's just sort of a prejudice. No, I, I think it is Schultz. Yeah, I, I think, think you're it right. Was. I think it was. Bernie Pratt and, well... Dave, well, no, Dave Schultz was the captain. Mm-hmm. Bernie Pratt was the 
was it was always Bernie Pront, Dave Schultz. Yeah. No, yeah, that, yeah, that's right. It is yeah, Dave he, Schultz. Dave Schultz was a little guy. He was not enforcer. He was center line. All right. He wasn't enforcer. It was uh ah, can't believe I can't remember. Well, where's Andy now that we need him? Yeah, Andy. What am I looking up? Just look up uh Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers, seventy Stanley Cup. They won two in a row. Almost three in a row, but they missed the and, and and use the word enforcer. Bernie yeah, Pratt, Dave Schultz. You could throw in Brawl if you wanted to. Brawl would be good. No uh, Dave Schultz? Yeah, I guess it was well, Dave uh, Schultz. Who was the captain? Uh, captain. Uh, captain. You're talking about Mr. Sports, Bobby Clark? Bobby Clark. Oh, yeah, Bobby, that's Bobby right. Clark. So Bobby, Bobby Clark was the captain. Dave Schultz was the enforcer. Yeah. Dave Schultz should have been in prison. <laughs> I'm serious. He did stuff. Well, that's, the, that's the, thing, the incredible thing about violence in so many sports. You know, people doing things that they would be would be put in jail for. Yeah, yes, But exactly. since they're in an arena, it, they're okay. It's almost like dual rules. There, yeah. We both a, agree that one of us is going to get hurt, so there, it's okay. There's a, there's a restaurant chain called Sicky uh, uh, and Pete's. It's real big in Philadelphia. And I, went, I met with the owners of them and tried to get them to do a chain. Some, some of their stores is Bernie, Bobby and Bernie's. Because Bobby Clark and Bernie Perrant in Philly are gods. They're like yeah, everyone. Yeah, they're right, gods. Right. Still to this day. And Bernie still does the warm-up game every game. Does he really? Yeah. I, I, know his, know I know his son real well, Bernie Jr. Um, and I tried to get them to do it, and they thought it was a great idea. And we were going to put all the fire memorabilia on one back wall on the fake Stanley Cup and all. And the person who wouldn't do it was Bernie Front. He said, I don't want to do it. Why not? I don't know. He had no risk. He had no money. It was no, none of his money or anything. Sacrilege, maybe. He just didn't want to do it. Sacrilege! Want to leave everything where it lied, because they have so much memorabilia between him, him and Bobby. Got tonnage, man, yeah. tonnage. But yeah, he didn't want to do it, so it didn't get done. That's how I met his son. His son tried to get it done for me, and just didn't happen. Oh, so like a friend of yours set you up with his son? No, I know. I'm a friend of his son, Bernie Pront Jr. Oh, so I. Yeah, Nancy too. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's a great guy. <clears throat> you wouldn't think he was from Philly if you met him. He yeah. looks like a, a Southern California surfer. <laughs> Got the big white teeth, the long blonde hair. And oh, God, looks, that deal. Looks That's like always a, disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> well, they're, they're Scandinavian. Right, yeah. 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 Wow, those Scandinavians. Yeah. I love that. Well, there is one baseball player named, uh, what's his name? His last name is Newt Barr. Newt Barr. Yeah, he is very Scandinavian. He plays for St. Louis, I think, unless he was traded. <laughs> hey, He's the only Scandinavian. Nut Barr? The only, I don't know. It's the only Scandinavian I can think of in baseball. L- l- listen to this. This, this, uh, this popped into my head the other day. Uh, Lars, I think, is his first yep, name. Lars. So did, Lars here's, Nut Barr. Did you see the brawl <laughs> in this Minneapolis City Council thing the other day? Yes, what about okay. the Ward, yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's very but, embarrassing. Listen, so... so I, I know because I ran for office in the city of Minneapolis. You don't have to use your real name when you run for office in the city of that's, Minneapolis. That's right. Exactly. You can use any name you want. Okay. Now, when you they make up ballots, it's just little square boxes, hmm. and your name goes next to it, right? So what if you change your name to check here or, yeah. <laughs> or, mark, here, <laughs> well, or mark here? There you go. And everyone would just check that box. They would, absolutely. Every one of them would. Put check. Check if present. God, like, that cr- can be your name. The criminal mind has never you, ceased to amaze me. <laughs> but you can <could laughs> literally. <laughs> but you can literally win that way. I, oh, I'm sure. That'll be interesting. And they couldn't contest it. 
Because you can run it. It's a sanctuary city. You don't have to run it with your real name. You don't have to even show your ID. I just love that whole sanctuary city BS yeah. anyway. And you know what? what? I seen the other day, they, they tracked all the Biden phones of all the immigrants coming in the country because they all get a free phone. They, so they do? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a little spendy, for four, isn't it? For four years. Four-year free phone. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? Where's my free phone? Anyway, they tracked them all, every one of them at one time, and seen where everyone is that Mm. has one. None in Minnesota. None? No. It's too cold. None. They were in every state around us, but none. they didn't show one lit phone, not not one phone that was on. I wonder what that's all about. Why would that be? And and Minneapolis is a sanctuary city, so why aren't we taking immigrants? Well, that's what I'm wondering. You know, all those people have signs in the yard, everyone's welcome here. Where are they at? Why aren't you taking them? Minneapolis doesn't need the votes. That's why. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, well, some sanctuary cities now don't want to be sanctuary cities. You know, New York's suspending it. Oh, are they? Oh, are they now? Well, yeah. especially if, if, if Texas and Florida are sending, you know, busloads of immigrants there. Well, mm-hmm. they have to. they got millions. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody has to, but... Well, you can't just have all those people living in Texas and Florida. Well, yeah, you can't force there's them like to live there There's like 11 million of them. Um, well, yeah, there's, there's a lot. But actually, states like Texas and Florida probably could use quite a few to, to uh, you know, for the jobs that nobody else wants well no one in this city state wants to work everyone i know looking to hire people can't hire anyone so <laughs> why don't we bring some right. of those immigrants up here yeah, i don't know everyone heck, i know is working heck, so mike the, the holiday near my house sometimes has a note on the door sorry it's store closed due to no help <laughs> yeah well, what the hell happened it's 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 everywhere. Well, well, for one thing, a lot of people retired yeah. during, yeah, during the true. pandemic. They did, yeah. yes. And a lot of kids moved into their parents' basements. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they did because they couldn't find a place to live that they could afford. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there is. And why did it happen though? I still don't understand why it happened. I don't get it. I think fear <clears throat> of of COVID caused a lot of fear. COVID yeah. was over exaggerated fear. Yeah, a lot of old people and people with diabetes and obese mm-hmm. died. Yeah, and uh, that's a shame. But uh, it wasn't just people with diabetes. Or I mean, it was no. There was the, it, it was obvious. Was obviously, the, the elderly were were at, at the greatest risk. Right, There's no right. question about that. But we didn't have to lock our kids up. But no. Well, uh, I don't think I, I, I. You know that that was that was not for a great period of time. I mean. But the fact is that, Two years that no virtual school. fact is that virtual learning went on. Yeah, but that, mm. you know, it may mm. became optional in a lot of cases. But obviously, public education was already you know was already taking the uh, you know the eight count anyway. Right. right. So anything that nudged it farther, you know that that was that was a huge problem. And now we know these kids are are way behind. But they're not way behind if you go into a classroom. You could see why they're way behind, and it's not just that; it's no. everything. We talked about this before. Well, I, I, I just know. seen a number the other day of how many kids are on some kind of medication for, for. Oh God, yeah, it's, it's so high. It's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. like seven out of ten. I want to be on medication. Let's <laughs> go. On, or on mind-altering medication. Well, I can tell you one thing. I wish to hell that I'd been on medication when I was in grade school. Because well, probably. Uh, classic ADHD case, and I couldn't, I couldn't learn a damn thing sitting no, in the class. I understand that. So there are a lot of kids who need it, but there obviously are a lot of kids who don't need it. I needed it, but I, I wouldn't have taken it. But I, I, 
<laughs> you were taking acid instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I'll do my own drugs, damn it. You know, I only did acid three times. There was a guy named Jim O'Brien. He was the weatherman for Action News, Philadelphia. He, he, he Not used... anymore, apparently, after you tell this story. No, he, he, he died. Oh. Jumped out of a plane on acid oh. and never pulled his parachute. Oh, that's not no. a good idea. <laughs> no. But, uh... Everyone in Philadelphia knows who Jim O'Brien was. He was he was a really good weatherman. He was very well known. I don't I don't think he just did the weather. I think he did the news too. But uh, he uh, he used to make liquid acid in his bathtub. Why? Because he could. A lot of money. No, he didn't sell it. Well, what did he want? He took it all. No, he did friends and we'd have acid parties. <gasps> but, a uh, bathtub full of acid? No, it wouldn't be full. It'd be <laughs> like barely hell? anything in there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Barely. More like one of those little frog pools that you have in your backyard. For no, your he kids. actually made it in his bathtub, but it was very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, one very little. a dose of acid, you probably couldn't even see it, right? If it wasn't like you know, no, in you a blotter. just put it on a little piece of paper, or mm-hmm. people would put it in their eyes. What? What? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Tom and I have enough problem with that. Yeah, we got enough problem with these remember, eyes, Philadelphia baby. had its own drugs there. It's still, it's still, and it still does. I still talk to my friends in Philly. And I ask them, hey, they still got, they still got black bags or KW or match head tick, and they're like, oh yeah, we still got that. It's still everywhere. Really? Philly has its own drugs you'll never find in anywhere else in the world, really? like match head tick. And there's a drug called KW. It's pretty popular. Like ketamine. No, it's uh, it's actually, it's just pot, it's joints, and it's it's what it is. It's uh, it's uh, PCP, but it's not. It's synthetic PCP. They dip it in embalming fluid and oh, jet fuel. Jesus, Palomino. And, and it, it, they call it one. Some people call it one hit Katie or KW or now they're calling it uh, Muslim bags. I don't know why. But Muslim bags. That's the new name of it. Okay. Black bags or Muslim bags. That's the new name of it. But it's literally, when I was a kid, it was called One Hit Katie. And there's a reason why it was called One Hit Katie. Because you only need one hit, and you were tripping literally for 20 hours, man. Do you think people still buy drugs on the street? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Explain it to me. Are you kidding me? So Take a little trip down That's where they all buy drugs. But fentanyl is all you know, over and, this crap. And you know what the drug dealers sell? What? Fentanyl That's tests. what I'm saying. No, they sell tests. Oh, they sell tests Test now? kits. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. They're making money that way, too. Yeah, they're huh? selling test kits. Well, good. So yeah. They sell test yeah. kits in downtown Minneapolis. Oh, you, know, you know, you know, you used to be able to go into a store like and buy a, like a, a, a kit to, to put a, to, together a, a wooden airplane. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a little different for those. Just fentanyl now? Yeah, they yeah. sell test kits. Or radios. You used to be able to buy little kits to make a crystal radio. Yeah, you, yep. you so now you, know, you got fentanyl. And you can still buy those kits. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> friends, pretty much all my friends did, did acid in high school. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I might, I might go over to a friend's house and there'd be like, like eight or nine guys there. And they'd all be tripping. And uh, so, but not me. Because uh, I was the one person among them, I I was very much aware of my mental issues. Oh yeah, well that's good. But acid mm. could have changed them. Uh, well, it could have gone either way. It could have. Yeah, you're right. It could have gone either way. But I I didn't want to roll the dice. I figured I was in bad enough shape because you know I I was depressed, uh, you know from a very early age. So I just decided to sit that one out. Pot was fine. Yeah. No no problem yeah. there. But I mean I'd see guys like you know most of them would just be sort of meditating you know. They'd be sitting or out on the lawn meditating, 
But then I, I remember going over to a friend's house one day, and they were a lot. They were they were all on acid, and uh, but there was one guy there. He was running frantically up and down the stairs. Oh God! While the other people were all very peaceful, and he was he was yelling red light, green light. All I see are faces. <laughs> I kind of made that last part up. I still up. remember that. Well, I, I've only done it three times when I was a kid. The first two times were amazing. I had, like, an, just opened my mind to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then the third time, me and my friend bought acid. We're like, let's save it for Friday night. I'm like, okay. So I call him on the phone on Friday. You know, it's back, back before cell phones. Right, I'm in my right. parents' kitchen. And I call him. I'm like, hey, Jeff. His grandmother answered. He lived with his grandparents. I'm like, is Jeff there? And he goes to the phone. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm on my way. Pick you up, you know. He's like, all right, cool. I'll be ready. Then he lived like a mile from my house. Mm-hmm. So I did my, did my acid right when I was leaving my house. Mm-hmm. I walked out the front door. I put it in my tongue, and it's in my mouth. So it's already done. I get to his house. His grandfather was this. His name was Bizangus. Was, that's what we called him, Bizangus. So it was his nickname. And he was which a, meant nuts. Yeah, and he's, he was a boozer. <laughs> that's he, was, real he, was a, he was a boozer, and when he, he was nice as pie when he was sober, but when he was drunk, he was really mean. Mm. And I get uh. there, he cracks the door open. And he's like, "Jeffrey, you're not here." Slams the door. Oh my God! And there's no cell phone, so I can't call Jeff. So I right. knock on the door again. Oh God! And here he comes again. I told you, Jeffrey's not. It doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I know he's there. <laughs> I just talked to him. And now, I love that. I did my head acid. So there was a Walgreens about, I don't know, a quarter mile away. So I drive to the Walgreens, and it's raining out. I drive to the Walgreens, and I'm starting to trip because I see the drops on my windshield. Right. Yeah. And I go to the pay phone, and I call, call Jess, and he answers. I'm like, dude, what the hell? I've been Ooh. in your house twice. He goes, dude, I can't come. I can't leave. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He goes, I can't leave. I can't go out tonight. I got to stay in. And I got in trouble for something, but I had already done the acid. So... So it went bad. <laughs> How bad? <laughs> oh, it started after that. I was walking to my car, and there was a puddle next to my car. And I got down. I was looking in the puddle, and I could see all the micro, <laughs> all the microorganisms all swimming around. I could see things mating and shit and, and things eating other things. And I, I probably spent four hours looking at that, just staring at it. But then it really started raining, so I didn't have anywhere to go. So I sat in my car for a bit. I'm like, I can't do this. So I said, I got to go home. But my parent, I lived with my parents. You know, mm-hmm. I was only a kid, so I go home, and I go. I had my room had two doors, one to the kitchen, and one to the hallway where the other bedrooms were. And it was it was late enough now that my parents were in bed or close to in bed watching TV. So I go in my room and I'm laying there and my bed starts swallowing me. Oh God! <laughs> and nice. I I started freaking out, man, like like screaming. And my parents come running in, like, what's wrong, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, nothing, I got I to gotta go outside. And I, I left, went outside, but it was a bad trip, and I never did it again. It was, that was the last time I ever did it. Good move. Yeah. Yeah, I did LSD once, it did nothing. I did cocaine once, it did nothing. I did cocaine. I, I had the same once. experience with cocaine, yeah. Nothing. I, I thought, like, well, am I doing it wrong? Or no, I, I, I have to say, out of, I, I'm being straight out, I'm against anyone doing drugs. So kids don't do any drugs ever. They're not worth it. But if you were going to do a drug. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're I, going to do a drug. I yeah. would have to say snorting cocaine is nothing. It is about the same as drinking a cup of coffee. No, oh, there you go. So okay. it, unless you abuse the crap out of it, 
it ain't really no big deal. Now, if you smoke it, then you're screwed. Oh, oh yeah, really? crack, yeah. If you freebase oh, well, cocaine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that automatically turns it into crack? No, crack no. is cocaine with baking soda in it? Oh, no, it, there's there's a difference. So freebase cocaine is whether you buy powdered cocaine. So when you put it in a spoon, and you right? you cook it with some ba- some baking powder, and you get it down to pure 100% cocaine. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's freebase and cocaine. Crack oh, cocaine okay. has a stuff <laughs> called blow-up in it and different chemicals, so it's totally different. Ah. But freebase and cocaine... The first time you ever do it, it goes right to your groin. Really? Like literally right to your crotch. Nothing happened to me like, at all. Oh, well, you didn't. Well, you didn't smoke it though. Rudy Giuliani oh, should check that out. Smoking. Yeah, he should. And you're like, oh. And I remember the first time I did it. I did it. I handed the guy a pipe back. I said, I'm never doing that again. And I dreamt about it every single night. Until I went back to that same dude and said, hey, let really? me try that again. <laughs> that's how powerful it is. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. an addiction for you. I can so see don't that. ever try it, not even one time. I remember, you know, when I was, don't try it. When I was 13, I, um, I couldn't help but notice that every spoon in our house was, bent. was black, blackened on the bottom. And, and bent. Some of them bent, <laughs> blackened on the bottom. And it's like my parents never figured it out. Oh, they never did? Never figured who, it out. Who wasn't uh, doing it? My brother. Your brother. Yeah. Was he doing heroin? Or heroin, heroin, yeah. Heroin? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the same with free basic uh. coke. Every spoon's bent and black. Yeah. Well, I think you just use the one spoon over and over. You would think. Reduce the evidence. Well, you, you, you know, think. there's... there's when you're... Because when you first start doing it, it's a casual thing. You're <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not going to do it again, so I'll, I'll clean the spoon uh, and put yeah, it back. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, yeah. thing, the thing with heroin is you reach a point where you just don't care. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm you don't care about to, anything. I'm allergic to any opiate, so I didn't have that problem. That must suck. Never get surgery. No, they give me. They, they have some other stuff. They have alternatives to opiates. See, all right. Is that going to do it, Andrew? Uh, technically, we have three minutes and fifteen seconds left. Okay, you want to run out the clock? <laughs> Somebody tell me a three minute and fifteen second story right now. Let's go. How about Special K? Have you ever done that? <laughs> no, I, I did see yesterday. Trank, tr- Trank is in Minnesota. Is that right? What yes. is Trank? That's oh. the flesh eating drug. It's an animal tranquilizer what? that's mixed with fentanyl, and it oh, eats yeah. your skin, and you get big, giant scabs all over you. Yeah, and, uh, that it, sounds like fun. It, it has, yeah, it has been found in the state of Minnesota. It's in every other state, so I'm sur- I was surprised it just got here now. Maybe it can't survive the winter. No, it can. It freezes and dies. I know oh, I can't. That's like meth in Florida. You can't get crystal meth in South Florida. No? No, because it melts, turns the liquid into water. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. I remember when I moved to Florida from L.A., because L.A. is a mess. That's meth capital of the world. Everyone in West Hollywood, that's mess everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I went to Florida, I'm like, hey, anyone got any crank? And they're like, no, we don't have that stuff here. And I had someone bring me some from L.A., and it melted <laughs> in the liquid. And, you know, all these, all these drugs, you know, to degrees, they're, they're bad. But the the worst drug is still sitting on people's shelves and alcohol. Alcohol. You're right. Yeah, it's probably the most. Right. The more people are addicted to that drug than any other drug, probably. Oh yeah. But that's not the number one drug killer, though. Right now, it's fentanyl, opiates. Well, of course, it, it depends. How, it depends year. how you look at it. You know, people people are the. I think it's a slow death. It's a yeah. It's a slow death. Alcohol is a slower right. death. Yes. And people, a lot of people can be alcoholics most of their life. I'll, yeah, a lot I'll of tell it's you, it's amazing. Yeah, for for yeah. my drug past that I've had, which is pretty extensive, I can't do anything anymore. Not even caffeine, man. No. I can't smoke a hit of pot. I can't do anything. I just 
nothing. Yeah. It well, all makes me feel terrible. Yeah. Having kidney thing. stones, uh, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to try sample different drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm like morphine, for example, you get over that very quickly. You know, oh, okay. They, like I remember <laughs> a nurse said to me, well, we can give you morphine or we can give you Dilaudid. And I said, so what you're asking me is, do I know what Dilaudid is? And the answer is yes. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it. So hey, we'll guys. talk to you tomorrow with the family.